Do you have a story to tell? Here at Rider on the Road, it's the journey that matters. Regardless of where you are on your riding journey, Rider on the Road will inspire you to take your dreams and make them happen. So sit back and enjoy the show as Melinda brings you guests who know what it's like to go it alone and who are willing to reach out to the rest of us by sharing their stories. Authors, publishers, entrepreneurs, people at all stages of the riding journey, just like you and me. It's time, dear listeners, to answer the question for yourselves. Do you have a story to tell? And it's welcome to another episode of Writer on the Road. Today I've got with me an authorpreneur uh, by the name of Mimi Emmanuel. Good morning, Mimi. Good morning, Melinda. How are you today? I'm very well for another Sunday morning. I'm really excited to have Mimi here with me this morning because she is going to give us all the details on launching our books. Um, Mimi's about to put out her own book and it's called The Holy Grail of Book Launching. Uh, So we're going to talk about that in in great detail today and I'm going to try and keep myself focused. So Mimi, your job is to keep me focused and not let me wander off because I think this is a subject we all want to know everything we can about. Uh, But first of all, I'd like you to share a little bit of your your background story with us because that's just as fascinating. Okay, um, where to start with my first book? Would that be a good idea? Yep, yep. Start start at the beginning and go through to the end and then stop. Okay, <laughs> my first my first book is my story of survival, and the reason I wrote that I didn't actually want to write that book at all, but I went through quite a harrowing experience where I ruptured my appendix and doctors wouldn't take it out because they thought that would be the end of me. I had septicemia and I had an intolerance to antibiotics. So all that together meant that I was sent home from the hospital. I was told to get better soon and come back and have my appendix taken out, which of course never happened. Um, But it did mean that for at least a year, I was just laying in bed. I couldn't do anything at all. Then eventually over time, you know, I got a little bit better and a little bit better. And then I thought, well, I need to write about my experiences to help people Uh, who are in a similar experience, not having to go through the same. Because in the end, I lived on 10 ingredients for a period of five years, which is pretty crazy. But what it did, it it healed my gut and it healed a lot of other things because I've become so, my system had become so upset and so reactive that in the end, that's all I could tolerate was 10 ingredients. So I did that for five years, wrote a book about it. Um, didn't quite know what to do with the book. I wanted to take it to people, but didn't know how to. I came across Self-Publishing School by Chandler Bold, who I highly recommend to anyone. Um, I followed their guidance and kaboom, the book sold, it did well. I got nice reviews. And um, that was the start of my writing career, pretty much. Yeah. Now that's a very, very brief um, synopsis of Mimi's Mimi's journey to date. And everyone, I was reading through it this morning as as I spend my Sunday mornings doing. And Mimi, you got very, very sick. You you were close to dying on several occasions. I was reading co- um, comments from people on Goodreads who'd read your story, and some of the people were just blown away by your tenacity, your courage, and your faith. Um, and they were touched by by that story. Uh, did you find it difficult to write write down those experiences? 
Yes, as I said, actually, I didn't I didn't really want to do it. It was a really strong urge I felt that I had to. And when I started writing, it was really like, well, if one person will benefit from this, it was worth writing it down. And indeed, you know, one person did benefit from it and a, and a few others. And so it was worth doing it for that reason. Now, I didn't want to talk about it because, it, you know, I felt that's behind me now. You know, this is a new beginning. But I'm happy that I did. And then following um, the, my story survival, I had people that helped me launch the book. They supported me. You know, they posted on their Facebook page. They let their friends and family know. And so for their sake, I had promised them, I said, look, if I launch this successfully, I will share all my tips and whatever I have, I will share that with you. And that became Mimi's book launch plan. And that book was very successful also. It listed bestseller for months on end. It sold many copies, still does. And um, people really like it because it has so many tips in it. Because I just wrote down all the tips, all the hints, whatever I come across that was useful to me. I wrote it down in that book. But then I wrote the book after that, that my heart really wanted to write. Because to me, it was really, well, if it wasn't for my faith, I would never have pulled through. Um, because in the end, it was just the girls and myself, you know, and our prayer that, that got me through. And so then I wrote God Healed Me. And that was the book I really wanted to write. But I had to get the other two out of the way first. Um, so, yes. And now my fourth book. Then I wrote a prayer journal because people said, people actually asked for that. They said, we really love God Healed Me, which has um, 24 scripture verses that pulled me through. Because what happened was when the doctors wouldn't actually come out to visit me because I'd been you know, sent home from the hospital with a ruptured appendix and septicemia and an intolerance to antibiotics. There wasn't a doctor in town who was happy to come and visit me and sign my, you know, um, death certificate, if you like. So they all stayed away, but it was a wonderful homeopath. He did come out. He prescribed a few herbs. They did a fantastic job. But meanwhile, what the girls and I were doing, we were going through the Bible and we found all these scripture verses and they helped me, they supported me, and they got me through. So that was that book. Then a prayer journal where people can use the scripture verses to support them in their life. And so now my fifth book is the Holy Girl book launching. And the Holy Girl book launching is in response to all the questions I received on Mimi's book launch plan. People read it and they thought, yeah, but what about this and what about that? So I tried to fill in all the gaps that I didn't with Mimi's book launch plan. Yeah, and I'm listening to your story, Mimi, and everything that you do is from a position of giving. And we had a little mm -hmm. chat before we started the podcast today and Mimi was telling me that everything she does, everyone, is to help other people. Uh, that that seems to be your main motivator. Well, I'm, I'm in bonus time now, Melinda. Every day is a bonus day for me. So what do you do with the bonus? You share it around. You know, that's the only joy. So, yeah, to me, that is the joy and the pleasure in my life. I'm still around. I can contribute. What do you want? Can I help you? How can I help you? And so I'm really, I'm just responding to questions I get from people. And, and I'm just ecstatically happy that I'm still around and that I can actually do that. That's, yeah, that's what's keeps me going every single day. 
Yeah. Now, isn't that a beautiful story in itself, everyone? We we take our lives for granted. We, we whinge and complain our way through our work week. And here's a lady who I'm assuming your health is, is, has recovered. Um, I'm not back 100% as yet, to be honest, Melina. It feels like 100% compared to what I was because even prior to when I got sick, you know, my life wasn't wasn't super duper. So I feel that I've healed in many different ways. Physically, there's a few things still that need sorting and I'm working through that. And I've got a lovely team that's helping me with that. So no, I'm not back 100% physically healthy, if you like. But uh, if the Lord will, I'll get there. Yeah. Yeah. All right, everyone. We're going to move into the main purpose of our uh, conversation today. And remember, we're in our five days of uh, speaking with uh, top entrepreneurs. Now, Mimi has a beautiful website, and I'll put the details of that up in our chat notes. But she's about to launch the holy grail of book launching. And it looks like it's tips on everything you've learned. Um, plus, it's got contributions from fellow authors. Uh, would you like That's to just right. run us through a little bit about the book to start, please? Okay. Um, it's really what happened is people kept asking me, what do you do? What do you do? And I would say, well, sign up at the school because that's what I did. And then they come back to me and they say, yeah, but what did you do? And so I said, okay, because of course we all have our own version. You know, there's certain steps to follow, which I did, but then we add all these bits and pieces um, I also spoke to quite a number of other authors uh, most of them best-selling authors, and they gave their best tips. And so um, their tips, for instance, include how to get a launch team up and running. Uh, one fellow entrepreneur did it in three days, and she got 500 people sign up. Um, so she was happy to contribute that to the book. And then another lady sold over 100 books a day for months and months on end. So I say, well, how did that happen? because we all would like to know about that. And she was happy to share how that happened for her. And so there's, um, what did another lady do? Um, I'm just thinking here now, because there so, there's so many in it, really. Um, how to, I myself uh, uh, got bestseller status in over 10 categories for one book. And so how did I do that? And so there's a lot of those little tricks. But then the other thing, that I've tried to do with my book is what are the main ingredients? What do you need for a successful launch? And it sort of breaks up in five easy steps where you go, well, you need a good story. You need a good support team. Then your perfect match is your ideal reader. You go looking for that. You need something like a wow factor. That's um, Michael Hyatt. He's one of my mentors. And he always says you need a wow factor. Um, where your book stands out just a little bit from all the other books, something a little bit different. Then you have to serve it to your audience and you're going to do that the best possible way. And then there is sort of the extra source where you go, um, the products and services that you can link in with your book, which you don't have to do. You can just write a book and another book and another book, or you can start linking it up with services. So those are the five main steps that I'll address. And then with each step, I will give the links that will help you do that. 
Yeah, and I'm I'm looking at Mimi's website as she, as she runs through those uh, steps very briefly to uh, for us. What I want to do, everyone, now is I want to talk to Mimi a little bit more in detail about some of these steps because I do a lot of reading around this area and I have read uh, there's a lot of blog posts out there. Uh, when you talk about a launch team, and I know this is really successful, and I know Joanna Penn did it very successfully uh, with her latest book on mindset. Do you want to tell us exactly what we need to do from way to go with that one, or is that too big a topic for, for Sunday morning? <laughs> no, 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 it's not too big. I'll try to keep it brief yet comprehensive, but if I go off a little bit too much, you'll re- you just rein me back in, okay? <laughs> Will do. Um, yeah, because there's uh, many steps to it. One is a launch team is basically your support team. It is the people that will help you. Because before I started publishing, I had no idea about what was involved. And you think you write a story and that's it. Actually, writing the story is maybe what, like 5% of the process, if that. The rest is what makes or breaks your book. Your story can be absolutely awesome. But if no one gets to hear about it, what's the use? So to get your story out to the public, that's a massive step. And your launch team would be your first step. Now, the, the, the most um, people that, that will come to your mind first is your friends, your family, members of your choir, of the soccer team, etc. Then people say, yeah, but your family can't um, leave a review for you on Amazon. That's actually not allowed. Well, when I read up on Amazon's guidelines, um, I found that your family actually is allowed to contribute. And so I did a little tutorial on that, which um, is either already on my website or it soon will be. And so on all these aspects of the launch team, how do you how do you get people? I did a little tutorial on that. Or if I don't do a tutorial myself, I find one like Gender Bolt, I think, does a really good tutorial on that. But the main steps are you contact, you go to your email list, you contact all the people on your email list, you ask them if they are happy to support you. The people that come back with a yes, you put them on your launch team. I didn't launch with, my family didn't even know I was launching. My friends didn't know I was launching. So none of my family or friends supported me in my launch because, as I said, I didn't want to write that book. I didn't want anyone to know I was that sick. Um, but that is, that is what most people do, family, friends, colleagues. Then after that, you start um, contacting your Facebook friends, the people you know on Twitter. What you do, you open a Facebook group and you uh, add the people to your group. And you say, if you're part of my launch team, can you please join this group? And then as, as the date approaches, then you have your edited copy. Then you send uh, what they call an advanced reader copy to your launch team members and you say can you please read this copy and then they'll read that and if it is something that they resonate with then you ask them can they please share it with their friends and they'll share it on their social media so if your friends each have like a hundred friends and you have 10 friends now you've shared it already with a thousand people and that's how it goes and then on launch day um, you cannot ask anymore, I think, for people to leave a review for you on Amazon. But you can say that it would be appreciated if they like it, if they could. Do you know what I mean? But I think Amazon changes the rules on a regular basis. And I'm not 100% sure 
where that is sitting at the moment. If you can say he is an advanced reader copy, can you please leave a review for me? I don't know if that's actually still a legal thing to do. Yeah, they um, do. They do change, don't they? Um, and I think that's one yes. of the most interesting things about Amazon. Um, and I'm just, I'm just going to interrupt you there, Mimi, because I'm wondering whether, like with launch teams and Amazon, how does this work on the other platforms? Uh, you mean such as uh, Smashwords and um, well, uh, iBooks, Kobo, Google, because a lot of us yes. are, are going wide now. I noticed um, yesterday we had a huge focus on Amazon as well. And I'm just I'm just wondering whether all these tactics work wide as well as just with Amazon. I think what happens, um, Melinda, one, I haven't done any of the other platforms, so I have no experience with it. But from what I hear and see, it seems to filter through. For instance, people will um, list a review on Amazon and they can actually copy and paste it into their Goodreads account. And oh, so okay. I think, yeah, I think things like that work as well as when you book promotions, um, the promotional agencies, they will also copy and paste some of your description, book description or reviews and whatever. And so I think that's how other people get to know about it too. But to be honest, I haven't done the other platforms, so I don't really know. Yeah, and it's it's interesting, isn't it? Um, all the all these tactics work across the board, but we only ever focus on Amazon because that's where most of our sales are, I guess. Uh, so, look, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I just needed to clarify that point because I, I get a bit confused. So, we've got our launch team, we've got our advanced reader copies, we've got our reviews. Uh, what happens next? Um, once you have your reviews on Amazon. You- you, you book promotions. This is, I actually did a bit of a write-up on this the other day, and if I can really quickly find it, I can read out some figures to you um, with regards to promotions. This is the interesting thing. People don't think that they have to spend money on promotions, but you think about any of the large companies and how much money they spend. I just, uh, I just read up on it. Worldwide, $592 billion are spent on advertising, $592 billion. Amazon themselves, their advertising budget for 2016 is $3.8 That is the eighth highest advertising budget in the U.S. Well, if companies like that spend so much on advertising, what makes us think that we can just place our book somewhere and people will find it? That's not how it works. And the majority of people doesn't realize that, that you need to do advertising to have your book noticed. You have to do it at launch. You have to advertise. But if you want ongoing sales, you have to keep on advertising. It's as simple as that. And what you have to figure out is how much you spend in advertising dollars and, you know, how much do you get back? And that is that is just that balance, trying to find the right promos for your book. Yeah, and, and all of this feeds into the fact that uh, nothing happens easily. We've got to, we've got to do the work. Um, you're talking yep. to me about um, launch teams and, and the work that goes into all of that. Uh, I read it all the time and I'm as lazy as anything, so I guess my results are going to reflect my effort at this stage. Uh, now, you've got a book you're about to launch yourself. The holy grail of book launching is about to be launched. So I'm guessing that you're well and truly into this process at the moment 
Yes, I am, actually. I haven't booked any promos. Um, there's another thing. In my book, for instance, I will give a list, and that has 250 Facebook groups. This is also with the help of another author. Um, she put this list together. She said to me, uh, how do I keep the sales up? And I said, well, you have to keep posting to Facebook groups, etc., to keep your sales up. And indeed, she did. And she created a list of like 250 Facebook groups, which she's sharing with us in, in uh, the Holy Girl book launching. And she religiously posted, you know, one or two uh, posts a day. And she remained bestseller for the longest time with sales for the longest time because she kept dripping that link into people's consciousness and awareness. And people would click on that link and they would buy the book. So that is a, a, a low cost or a no cost at all. It's either, it just takes a little bit of your time on a daily basis. You set 10 minutes aside and, and you post the link of your book to these groups. Another way would be that you write blog posts, you know, guest posts for other blogs in your niche. That's another way of advertising. So there's all different ways that you don't have to fork out a lot of money, but it's either, you're either going to spend money or you're going to spend time. You know, oh. there's no getting away. Yeah. yeah, I'm still I'm still getting over the fact that she posts to 250 Facebook groups and it takes her 10 minutes a day. I've got I've got my um, one Facebook group, guys. You know, we, there's there's lots yeah. of us and I, I'm starting to know people and it's wonderful. Um, but already my daughters are saying to me, get off the phone, mummy, and I say, sorry, I'm working and I'm doing all this Facebook stuff. <laughs> That's social media. It would have to yeah. be the biggest time suck I've ever come across. Oh, 100%. Uh, look, I, I totally agree with you. And it's not my thing. And she wouldn't put post every day to 250 groups, right? But she has 250 groups. And then she spends five minutes or 10 minutes posting to some of them. I also have a little tutorial, which will teach people how you can post to 30 groups at a time. With one click of your mouse, you can post to 30 groups. Um, and I have a tutorial on how to do that. So if you have 250 groups, you do 30 at a time, that'll only take you what? has my sums eight eight goes or something <laughs> I could <laughs> to, do, uh, yeah. yeah yeah to do that and it, it's actually not very long there's a few things you have to keep in mind with that one is facebook can ban you when they think you're like a robot which they may think if you post to a lot of groups at the same time there is a lady at fiverr that i'm talking with at the moment and she actually can post to like a thousand groups at the same time and so we're working out something here that she can do that for authors. That would be phenomenal. How um, insane is this conversation, everybody? Mimi, you are a delight. I'm sitting here. Now, everybody, I'm doing everything that I shouldn't do with the podcast today, so I'm praying the sound will be okay. My cat's come in. It's sitting on my lap. Um, so, Rachel Johns, I, it's your fault um, that I'm sitting here nursing my cat. True podcasters would be absolutely horrified because the purring sound will come through on on the podcast. You're telling me my worst nightmare. A thousand groups, two hundred fifty. I'm trying to infiltrate the homeschooling groups at the moment to for my teen novel writing course, and I keep getting tossed out. <laughs> Just, I'm, right. I'm doing a very poor job, so Mimi, I need your help. I need to know lots of details about this, please. Right. It, it's not actually. Look, it, there's a difference. There's a difference between, as you say, you're trying to infiltrate and the way to, to approach that if you're on, on uh, homeschooling groups, you help them. That's what you do. You just help them. You don't say, hey, here's a link to my book because they'll toss you out. They say, go away. But you never even mention your book. 
because you just go there with the aim of helping them. Whatever the problems they have, you and and you know how to solve them, you solve them for them. And that's how you become a part of their community. I have a story which I write in my book, and it goes like this. And and a lot of people know this, but they don't put it into action. When we moved into this neighborhood, on the very day we moved in, I ruptured my appendix and I was taking taken to the hospital by ambulance and stayed in hospital for a while and then they chucked me out. Um, I didn't know any of the neighbors. This was a completely new neighborhood. But what happened, a lot of buildings were going up around us over the years because it's a new uh, estate, if you like. And so what happened, every time a new building went up, I sent my daughters there. I couldn't, I still couldn't leave bed, but I said, go there, bake some muffins, take the muffins and say, can we help you? And it's now eight years later. There's 11 neighbors around us. We know all of them by first name. We get together, you know, we have a chat, we do this and that. Well, social media is like that. I didn't go to them and say, hey, could you help me? Could you do this or that? Now I said, here's a muffin. How can I help you? I couldn't do nothing. I was just laying in bed. <laughs> but it gave my daughter something to do, you know. And, uh, and you know, and they did help a little bit. If the pebbles came running down in the rain, you know, they gave them a hand or whatever. But now these people are delightful and they bring me, you know, homegrown this and and organic veg and whatever. And it's just awesome. And so what I say to everyone, bake muffins, you know, bake muffins. If you're new in the hood and you are on social media, most of us are, go bake muffins. And that's all you do. And that's all we did for years, for years. Yeah. I just, um, I don't know whether I'm I'm in a worse position now. You're, you're now getting me to cook as well. Social media, <laughs> technology and cooking. Team, what, <laughs> what am I good at? <laughs> and I, think I that, can't bake a muffin myself or quit. I can't bake at all. Um, everybody, I've been making some notes as Mimi's been sharing with us uh, and I, I just think 5% of the writing process is Oh, is the producing of the book and then the other 95% is marketing and getting it out there. I mean, that is just amazing. We've talked about our launch team. And in capital letters, I've actually written Solving Problems for Others. And and we hear yes. that piece of advice over and over again. How can I solve everybody's problems? Mimi's been talking to me a little bit how uh, everyone comes to you, Mimi, to solve your book, uh, solve their book launching problems. You're very popular in that sphere right now, aren't you? Well, yes, I am. And I actually, I continuously direct people to the self-publishing school because they're very, very good at it. And I love these people. And I think they're awesome. And I'm only just doing this because people ask me because I want to get back to writing my books like God healed me, those kind of books, (laughs) because that's what I really love doing. But I can't help it when someone says, can you please do this? I go, okay. And I'll just, because I love doing that too. So, yeah. Yeah. And there's a lot of generous people out there who are um, willing to help and put their hands up. And everybody, I did try to get Chandler Bolt onto the podcast early in the piece. Uh, When I first started being interested in indie publishing, I listened to some of Chandler Bolt's stuff. And I remember how much he said he hated English teachers. And me being an English teacher, I went, oh, gosh, I'm in trouble. And so ever since I've been trying to get him onto the podcast and I've got my interview title called The English Teacher and the Entrepreneur because he's really, really rich and I'm still an English teacher. So, Chandler Bowl, if you're out there, we're chasing you because everyone keeps telling me uh, they owe their success to you. And especially with this Authorpreneur group, um, I think a lot of you have come through that. I, I know I clicked on your free video giveaway and it took me to self-publishing school. That was an interesting thing. Mm-hmm. It is. It, it really, what Chandler is doing, because there's a lot of other 
people I knew before I met Chandler, if you like, that I came across. And where Chandler stands um, sort of apart from Leo's, for one, he's very young, so he's got a lot of enthusiasm that comes with youth, which I find really appealing and endearing. Um, he's very, very generous in what he shares, like extremely generous. And um, he he's really, you know, partially turned that whole industry upside down. He said, you're an ordinary person and you wrote a book and you want to get it out there. I'll help you. And he does. He Whatever he promised, you know, he delivers. And that's unusual, too. So it's a lovely combination, a really young switched on person, very generous and really delivering with what he yeah, what he offers. Uh, I just haven't come across it. And his community is the nicest on the web, pretty much. Um, everyone is generous. Everyone shares. Everyone helps. It's it's a really unique kind of a situation. Yeah, yeah. and that came really across is. with um, that came across with when I was speaking to J- Dave Chesson yesterday as well. The Kindlepreneur, uh, very very yeah. generous. Obviously, uh, getting bigger and bigger, and every day, if he's down to what was it, one hundred and twenty thousand um, downloads or hits, yeah. hits a day, yeah. a week, really. or was wasn't it, or a month? It was a month, yeah. one hundred and twenty thousand a month, which was pretty amazing. Yeah. Uh, so it's look, good. the community's out there growing bigger every day. Uh, there's a lot of people underneath these guys making money now. So I want to just take you to yeah. number four because I knew I'd get distracted. I do this, Mimi. I'm sorry. Number four mm-hmm. on your mm-hmm. your little checklist is the wow factor. The cover of your book is just stunning. Mm-hmm. Oh, thank you. Thank you. That's that's my daughter and, and myself. It's actually there's a team of three. It's my daughter. She's the designer. Then I always go, uh, 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 don't like that. Uh, 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 uh. And then she keeps going. So that's my input. And then uh, there's another wonderful lady we met on Freelancer and she also helps us. And so often enough, it's a combination of three. But this was pretty much my daughter and I. Yeah. Yeah. So it looks very beautiful. Now, this wow factor, you've got the cover right. You mentioned something about keywords. And I noticed that all of your books have been number one in the Amazon bestseller list. And I'm assuming this one won't be far behind. What 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 is it with keywords that that you can share with us today? Okay, funny thing about this is I give quite a few links in my books how you can read up on keywords um, because there's quite a bit of material out there. And I honestly, I feel really embarrassed to admit this, but I haven't read any of those books. I haven't followed any of the guidelines. I know there is merchant words. I know there is a whole host and they're all in my book to links. Um, But I I find this kind of technical stuff, you know, and I don't sort of do technical stuff very well. So this is what I did with keywords. Um, I just read through my book and I go, for instance, you know, if, if you take my story of survival, I go, well, what's it good for people with gut problems, you know, uh, allergy to food, um, you know, chronic health, bad health, whatever. So I just found all the right you know, it was lupus, it was Lyme, it was a whole host of things that <clears throat> all came up in the book and it, it resonated with all these keywords. So I stuck them in. Then I went on Amazon and I found books that were similar and I came across the FODMAP diet, which I never heard about myself. And I thought, oh, fancy that. My diet is quite similar, but it's actually more extreme, the FODMAP diet takes out a lot of allergens, you know, don't eat this and then that because people are allergic to it. Um, my diet is like that, but it's only got 10 ingredients. So, But then after I read that, I thought oh, I, I should put FODMAP diet 
in my description so that people who don't need as an extreme diet, they can go to the FODMAP diet, right? They don't have to bother with what I'm telling them because it's sort of too extreme for them. I think that probably got a few hits because um, the writers of the FODMAP diet, they are very popular and their book sells really well. But I didn't actually at the time, you know, I was that naive. I didn't actually think like, oh, this is going to get me a lot of hits. I just thought, how can I help the readers of my book? But so that's how I built my keyword list in doing that, finding books that were similar. With my um, Mimi's book launch plan, I'm extremely grateful to all my mentors, um, Michael Hyatt, John Kramer, Penny Sensaviri, um, you know, obviously Chandler Bold. There's a whole host of them, Dave Chesson. So I mentioned them. And again, I wasn't actually, and it sounds, you know, like, yeah, duh, you weren't thinking that out. Well, actually, no, I wasn't. I was just saying, I love these people. Check them out. They're so good. Because to me, now I'm really helping my readers. Because what the heck do I know? I only know because I picked it up here and there. These people went before me. They know more than I do. Check them out. To me, that's really helping. So that's how I do my keywords. Um, only afterwards, I even got slightly embarrassed. And I thought, oh, people thought I did it on purpose. Well, yes, I did it on purpose, but not for the reasons that people thought I did. Yeah. And sometimes we, look, we do get overwhelmed with what we should be doing and all the rest of it. And I do get overwhelmed with the whole launch team thing and this is what I should be doing. But you make it very simple, Mimi. And even when you talk about your keywords, you make it sound so simple when I guess sometimes we think it's so very, very complicated. I'm wondering whether half the stuff that is coming at us or bombarding us can be peeled back and called common sense. Well, exactly. Thank you. Thank you. Amen to that. Because that's what I think. Because Honestly, all these books that you're supposed to be reading up on keywords, I read through it and I go, but that's too hard for me. You know, they say this keyword gets so many hits and this keyword gets so many hits. And I go, but do I should, should I do the highest hits or less hits? Because when it gets a lot of hits, then there's lots of competition, isn't there? But when it's less hits, it's less competition, but less eyes. And then my mind goes like spinning out. And so I go, but I do give all those links because if people are that way inclined, that's totally fine. And maybe they can teach me one day. But what I did kind of worked for me when I did it. And it's really very simple. I just picked the, the keywords in my book. Then I look for similar books. And if it was beneficial, then I would share that too. Um, and that's it. So very, very simple. But there is a lot out there on keywords. What I did do, I read up on Amazon because Amazon gives direction also the keywords. And I also stuck that in my book to save people having to look it up for themselves and providing the links and all that. Yeah. And um, I'm guessing like with book launching, I'm guessing there'll be, I'm assuming there's a whole lot of stuff on, on Amazon about book launching. I'm guessing, yeah, it's one thing to have your keywords, but that cover combined with good um, keywords would be, certainly make a difference. Yes, I think that's what I'm trying to get across with the Holy Grail book launching. It's not one factor, you know, and somewhere in the book I say, if you think this book is going to launch for you, no, it's not going to happen. It really is a lot of hard work. And the reason why I find it very challenging a launch is because there's possibly something like 10 factors that you have to keep in mind and you have to balance and juggle all of them at the same time. And I think that is the challenging thing. It can be done, obviously, because people do it all the time. Um, but it actually is hard work. And you have to keep in mind, you know, your keywords, your categories, your cover, your book description. You know, you need to have your really good story. There's really 
you know, if you miss one of those elements, it'll probably still work. But to get a really, really good result, you know, there's probably a minimum. I say there's five main factors. But then what I did, I created a marketing plan step by step. This is what I do. And I, I started the book is three volumes, by the way. It go to over 200 pages. And I go, that is way too much. I wouldn't read that myself. So I go, now what do I do? So what I did, the first 20 or 30 pages only is volume one. And it's just exactly what I do. And it gives you all the links and it gives you all the steps. You know, it gives you a promo, what promos I book. It gives you what I post, when, where, you know, what what links I utilize, etc. It gives all everything I do in the first volume. The next volume shows you the steps to go, you know, that you need to have in place, like your story supporting perfect match, wow factor, and just serving up. And then the last, the volume three is like the extra awesome source. It's all my mentors. It is my fellow best-selling authors that give all their tips and hints. So that's how I try to break down those over 200 pages. If someone just reads the first bit, they're going to be just fine. If they just read the middle bit, they're going to be fine. And if they just read the end, they're going to be fine too. So it's a bit like that. Yeah, and and the thought that goes into that, Mimi. Um, I, there's nothing on here that tells me that it's three volumes, so I miss I miss that. But well, that I, came that came after. Yeah, sorry about that. Yeah, no, that's okay. Um, I think I'm probably one of those people who would buy the 200 page book and then put it aside. I mean, I buy courses and then don't do them as well. Um, to have almost like a checklist is is such a good mm. idea. Mm. Mm. That's exactly right. At the end of each chapter. There's a checklist so you can say, okay, I've done that, done that, done that. And even with the, you know, there's, and I kept everything to a one page thing. Like you got a 30 day launch calendar, you know, you got a 30 day social media event calendar, you know, you got a 30 day promo calendar. And so, and then you can check it off. Each one has a checklist. And at the end of the chapter, there's a checklist also. Have you done this? Have you done this? And, and you can skip steps. If you go, yeah, that doesn't matter to me. Just skip it. It doesn't matter. But if you check each list, um, you know, you check each box, it, it, you know, it should go well. But, but then having said that, every single launch that I did, major disasters, internet not working, promos not being booked or falling through, major massive disasters. And it still worked out. And you still so, got, you know, yeah, and you were still yeah. number one Amazon within a couple of days on on all of them. Uh, I've got That's to right. I've got to tell you, Mimi, those thirty day those thirty day um, countdowns and those calendars and those checklists. That's something that works for a brain like mine because I can just look and I go, oh, okay, I've got to do that, or okay, yeah. here I'll get my daughter. You can do steps one, three, and yeah. actually, she usually ends up doing steps one to twenty nine, and I'll do step thirty because <laughs> because <laughs> she can actually work every. Uh, and I think, yeah. I guess if, if you're part of a team and you, you're lucky enough to have people around you who will help, it's another yeah. way of sharing the load. Yes, yes, it is. And that's ideal. And I would definitely say when you say that support team, get one person and like it appears that you have your daughter, as do I, get one special person that is your backup person, you know, your go-to girl where you say, look, what about this? What about that? And I certainly have that. And I think it'd be very challenging if you wouldn't have that. When I started Chandler Bolt's course for the first two months, I didn't tell my daughter I signed up because this was after my illness, something I had to do. I didn't want to hassle her. I didn't want to hassle my other daughter. I was going to do this on my own. And then after two months, um, it came to keywords and categories. And my mind went, what, what? And I go, uh, 
And I said to her, could you just help me? And she was actually quite upset. She goes, how could you not tell me? Because the course is three months. But so I did two months on my own. I had already written the book uh, and she was delighted to help me. So it was all good. But And I'm happy that I asked her, but I was very proud, you know, I done two months on my own. And then the third month we did it together and she's been with me ever since, helping me with it all. Yeah. Uh, And she's a graphic designer by trade, is she? Well, she is now. (laughs) (laughs) So you've launched her career. She should be very thankful. That's right. She's actually studied up and doing all sorts of courses. Yeah. No, she's doing good. Uh, Okay. Yeah, sorry. Oh, she's actually an equestrian coach as well as a, an archery coach. And, and that's, I think, where our heart lies, really. But, um, but she loves helping me too, yeah. Yeah, and this is why we have children, everybody, because they can do all our work for us. Um, exactly right. <laughs> we, we knew things were going to change in the 21st century, and this is the entre- entrepreneurial trait, and the thing I hear about most on podcasts nowadays is delegate. Get Trust other people yes. to do everything for you. Um, and you yes. keep, you, you've got to be outside your business looking in and have an overview on it. So that's what we're doing with our children, Mimi. We're training them up. We're giving them a focus. And while we sit back and watch, it's great. Uh, <laughs> all right. Now, we are running out of time, as I always do. I just want to talk to you quickly about promotions or promos. Yep. Um, well, I think without promotions, forget it. Unless you have a list, you know, of 100,000 people or 10,000 people, then you're all sweet. But if you don't have that, and most of us don't, then you need to book promotions. Um, I do provide all the promos that I love. I made a list of them, and they're in the book, as well as the promos I booked, because there's a difference between the ones I love and book, because I can't book all the ones I love. That would be too expensive. And for each book, I've trialed a few different ones. Now, people say, which are the best ones? You can't say because each book is different. God Healed Me is quite a religious book and certain promos would work better on that audience than some of my other books did. Um, The time of the week seems to make a difference with certain promos. The time of the year seems to make a difference. Uh, The niche that you're writing in. So I really cannot tell what promo works best because with all three of my books, different promos work better at different times. But what I did do I provide, uh, what I did do in the book, I provide a promo calendar and I say, well, this is what I did. And then underneath there's a list with all other promos and I say, and this is what you could do if you wanted. And you just have to go to the website and there's all different requirements. Some promos want 15 reviews on Amazon before they'll even book you. Some promos need two or three weeks notice in advance. So it becomes quite complex and, and they range, the promos range from $5 up to I just got an offer the other day in my email and they said, it's only $1,200 and we'll give it to you for half price and that's 600 And I go, that's a lot of money for an indie author. That's not going to happen. <laughs> wow. Wow, everybody. We need to work harder. Um, I, love, I love that trial and error approach because that's how we've traditionally done things, I guess, is to see what mm. works. Um, that came through with Dave yesterday in his chat. Uh, every one of us is different. Our book needs are different. Our products are different. Uh, uh, my course, I guess, is different to your book. I'm just trying things at the moment and seeing what happens. Word of mouth even virtually seems to be just one of the best ways. Yes, yes, I, I do believe it is. But it is a, it's a slow process. You know, all of us think, oh, if only this could go viral. Well, yeah, duh, that's what we all want. But it happens to one in a million. It's not something you can actually count on. 
what you can count on is just putting all the right steps in place, tick all the boxes, do your promos, you know, get the word out there. It's basically about getting the word out there anyway, you know, how to, you know, even in your ordinary life, print up some bookmarks, hand them out wherever you go, stuff like that. I know a lot of authors, they have a box with their books in the trunk of the car. I don't actually travel anywhere, so I can't do that. But and wherever they go, if it's appropriate, they hand out a book, they sign it. That's how they get the word out. Yeah, that's how it goes. And we've got um, our friend Jen J McLeod. She travels around in her in her fifth wheeler, and she I think she does a lovely trade. And she's giving so much more than she's getting. I think because people just love to meet her. They love to buy books off the author, and I think it's a wonderful, wonderful way of doing things. Mm. Um, mm. I, I'm personally into t-shirts, so everything we ever do, I go and make the t-shirts, and then I'm, I'm force my children to wear them, and they just grab at me and say, <laughs> "Oh, mummy, not another t-shirt." And I say, "Yep, yeah, put it on." And I'll there you go. <laughs> uh, so I, I love that. And that comes very much under the final point because we're at 45 minutes is products and services, uh, showing off what you've done. Yes. Where to showcase, you know, and, and the obvious places are your website, uh, your blog, uh, particularly because nowadays on your blog, you can have a little, you know, you can have your Amazon shop that, you know, you can become an affiliate with Amazon and then you can put your books as well as your friend's author's books in the shop and all books that relate to your niche. And then when people buy that book from your blog, you actually get a percentage of the sale. That's called being an Amazon associate. And I give all those links in my book. Yeah. So that's one way you can showcase that. Um, there's Teachers Pay Teachers. I don't know if you ever heard of that website. Um mm-hmm. Yeah, teachers pay teachers and you can, um, you know, you can promote your course there. You can list it on their site and it uses teachers and then you can sell your goods there. So I'll give a few of those links and other links for courses. Um, Goods and services, I myself, I did scripture cards because that's what got me through my illness. So I find the scripture verses that worked for me and we printed them up with pretty, you know, colors behind them. And I've got a website, mosaichouse.co where they are for sale. And then I have what is free scripturecards.com and people can send scripture cards to themselves, to each other for free, to their friends and their family. And that's just because I just love scripture. You know, it's, it's positive thinking basically, and it works for me. So I'd love to share that around. So but those are all, where do you, where do you put your goods? And you don't have to, it can just be a book, but a lot of people, for me, it's my scripture cards for other people. You know, it can be services. And I address it a lot in the book. There's a, a pastor and he, um, it's Ian Banner, and he donates all the funds of his books to an orphanage in Kenya, I think. Um, and so that's, that's what he does. You know, that's his products and services. And so it's endless, the possibilities. You know, you can do a course, you can do speaker engagements. Um, it, it really all depends on you know, where your heart lies, what, what you're capable of, what, what you want to do. But I go in quite a bit of detail on that as well. Okay. And when will your book actually launch? When it's finished. Oh, it's terrible. <laughs> uh, I should I should have a date. I had a date with all my other books. But what happened, I got really stressed about it. And I decided this time I won't set a date. It's finished when it's finished. It has come back from the editor we are simply implementing all the edits that she's given us. It's taken two weeks, which sounds crazy, but that's for some reason how long it's taking. It should only take a day, really. But you know what it's like as an entrepreneur, don't you? 
I just, I am so busy. I don't know which way I'm chasing myself. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. I'm very keen yeah. to get my hands on your book. Right. It, it'll come out very soon. Very soon. You'll be the first person I'll send a link. Um, very soon. It, it is, it's near enough done. It's near enough done. And then we'll launch it and uh, it'll be good. It'll be good, and I'd love to hear what you think about it. Okay, everybody. So when when um, Mimi's book comes out, we might do a bit of a blog post about it. I, I just think the way it's set out, uh, your knowledge, uh, your experience, and I, I love the idea of those checklists. I think every one of us will benefit from not having to wade through miles and miles and miles of internet stuff um, mm. to, to find the information mm. that you've um, so very, I guess, generously gathered together for us. Uh, so, Mimi, look, I'm going to let you go now because I know, as you said, your health's not 100%. You've, you've gone through these wonderful things. But just before we go, I've made my list of 10 foods that I could live on and I'm going, my gosh, that it is so limiting. Um, yes. So, everybody, I'll give you mine and then I'll get Mimi. Maybe she would like to, maybe, maybe you don't want to share yours. Maybe that's not a good question. No, I can't do that because, <laughs> well, the thing is, if, if I were to share that, then people would just do it. But there's a whole story around it. Yeah. I don't think it would be healthy if people did that. But I'd love to hear yours. Well, everybody, I am so proud of this list because whenever people, you know, say, why are you so exhausted? I say, because I live on Coke, alcohol and chocolate. And probably <laughs> probably, probably Coke, chocolate and alcohol. Alcohol doesn't come till sunset. Um, Annie mm-hmm. Sweeten, think of the beach, sunsets. Uh, but then... Then my list got very interesting because my next lot of food groups are apples, strawberries, blueberries, bananas and av- avocados. And I thought, well, there you go. I, I think I live very unhealthily, but the next batch was pretty good. And the other thing was um, I love um, stone ground breads and those organic breads that you get from the bakery on which I put my avo and my tomato and all that kind of stuff. So everybody, I apologise to you all. I may My top three are Coke, chocolate and alcohol, but I'm giving them up, I promise, um, when I enter my year of living creatively next week um or sorry four weeks because i won't be able to afford them anymore um it'll be straight back to the basics i'm afraid um and mimi i think the fact that you have survived on on 10 things and it actually saved your health and saved your life and that you wrote about it and that you write about god and the scriptures and it's given you the knowledge base i guess to put this holy grail of book launching out um i guess the fact that you're helping the rest of us um, does does give you joy, um, has given you purpose, I guess. Uh, what's going to happen next? What's in your next project? Ah, good question, Dad. I actually have about three other books because when I laid about, as I say, for a lot, the decade, I did make all kinds of scribbles in that. So I actually have a few books uh, in the pipeline. If anyone wants to know more about when um, the Holy Girl book launching launches, they can go to mimiemanuel.com and at the bottom of the page, you can sign up and I'll instantly, you know, when people sign up to that, the moment it launches, I'll send you a notification. I say it launched, but I will also keep you updated of my other books as they come out. Um yeah, so there is, there's quite a few books that are lined up and it's really, I'm now taking it quite easy because much fun as it was, the first three books, it all went a bit quick and I'm just trying to take it easy now and, and get them out when they're ready, they're ready, yeah. Yeah, and I think I think that's the secret as well. Look, thank you, Mimi. You've been a beautiful, beautiful guest today. 
you've put up with me and me nursing the cat and all the rest of the things that have been happening here this morning. Uh, thank you. I look forward to, to buying your book. I look forward to blogging about it and sharing it with everybody else. I think it's something that we all need to get a little bit more savvy about as, as indie publishers and I think your resource will, will be amazing. There's lots of other things that Mimi's going to be doing as well but um, we've run out of time to talk about those. So thank you from me and thank you, Mimi. Thank you so much for having me, Melinda. This was just a blast. I loved it. Thank you. <laughs> okay, and that's bye from Rob on the Web.